How we doing, ladies and gentlemen? It is your boy coming at you live and in stereo. Uh, shout out Hannah Baker. Um, this is going to be my first podcast. Um, I was considering doing this for a little bit of time now, but it took me a minute to figure out how I wanted to do this, um, what app I needed to use, and things of that nature. And I also needed to figure out whether or not I wanted to make this podcast uh, connected with my blog or if I wanted to make this a separate thing. But I think uh, for the time being, we will at least try to connect the two in order to get a bigger following on both. Um, If you don't know my blog and haven't checked it out before, um, you can find it at Uncommon Commonality dot blogspot dot com or if you have me on facebook uh, i share it all the time so you can go ahead and find it on there um on my blog i talk about a bunch of different things um my most popular one um most read i should say uh had to do with toxic masculinity um but i have a couple other ones one about religion one about the American education system, one titled What It's Like to Be Me, uh, some about politics, some about environmental crises, and uh, about the current economic, um, I guess you'd say, environment. Um, But... I think for the time being, what I'm going to do is start off by covering a little bit of a softer topic um, in order to kind of make my way into the podcasting world. Uh, So let's go ahead and get into it. So like my blog... Um, I'd like to cover a wide variety of topics in this podcast, but I think for today, we're going to talk about, um, let's go, let's call it class consciousness. Um, so I did a post about it on my blog that, of course, didn't get enough views, Um, because, you know, it had the words class consciousness in the title, so obviously there was a lot of people who would have clicked that didn't because they were turned off by, uh, whatever crazy spiel they felt I was going to dive into, but, um, this, this blog was mainly inspired by, uh, Chapo Pod, that I listened to that day, um, and decided to go off on that, um, so basically, alright, let's do it like this, so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of dive into a little bit of what I said in the blog, and then I'm going to go in a little more depth of, uh, what I'm feeling now, having posted this about two weeks ago, and how I'm feeling now. So, I talked about, um, this 
Zoomer ideological upbringing that is currently in the uh, social sphere, which is based mainly on Facebook articles that are just clickbait and a lot of Twitter threads and stuff like that, that um, I guess for the time being serve as a an entrance into class consciousness and uh, what it's really going to need to be for the time being simply because of uh, our social media culture, I guess you could say. Um, But basically what's happening is because of a lot of availability to current events and things of that nature, uh, a lot younger kids are becoming more conscious at a very young age compared to even people of my generation who are only five to ten years older than them, but because they grew up with social media, they were able to, um, from the get-go, really get into the trenches of what is happening around them. Um, which some would say is uh, bad, um, not necessarily bad, I guess, but um, uh, I guess you could say moderately traumatizing because of uh, the rampant depression and anxiety that we're currently seeing in today's uh, younger generations. Um, but I think the correlation that's being made there um, isn't exactly accurate in the fact that, yes, these things are constantly in our faces. Um, We are able to basically see what is happening in real time in the world, um, the good and the bad. But I think the idea that having these things available to us in such a timely fashion is what is causing such an outbreak in depression and anxiety and all these mental illnesses that we're seeing uh, begin to sprout up and uh, show themselves in a lot of ways that we as society aren't used to. Uh, I don't think it's uh, A plus B equals C in that way Um, because I feel like a lot of these things obviously can't be caused simply by the knowledge of bad things but you know can be agitated and aggravated because of those things period um but i think i think that um essentially what's trying to be caused is this mass hysteria of social media and its negative effects on society But the truth of the matter is people are going to be depressed and anxious whether they know that our government has concentration camps or not because depression and anxiety are mental illnesses. They exist in the brain. They're only brought out so radically and sporadically in today's society because so much bad shit is happening. Um, And that's not to say that this generation has seen more bad shit than anyone else's, but the fact that they have their eyes on it is making it more evident and more known, which 
which from face value can seem as if it is a negative cause, but the reality of the, the matter is that these things are happening, these bad things are happening in the world, and our knowledge of them is not making them any worse, and it's not making our symptoms any worse. It's simply that both are happening simultaneously. Um, I don't know if that really makes sense, but basically what I'm trying to say is that mental illnesses are not being caused by the knowledge of bad things happening. They are being aggravated by the knowledge of bad things happening, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't have social media. That means that fucking bad things shouldn't be happening. We shouldn't have concentration camps. We shouldn't have Donald Trump as president. We shouldn't have these things. So you can't blame social media. You have to blame the cause, which is the bad things. Um, so along with that, and along with this, what I called in my blog, Zoomer ideological upbringing, um, basically what is happening is by having the knowledge of these things in their face 24-7 at such a young age, we're starting to see a lot more progressive and liberal mindset in the younger generations because of their ability to access these news articles, headlines, and all these things that memes, you know, memes are honestly pretty important um, in the political sphere um, and social sphere. So basically what is happening is we're seeing a rise in left-leaning uh, teenagers, 20-year-olds, and such because of their accessibility to the true facts of what is going on around them. Um, so basically, the two points that I tried to draw in my blog are, um, one, is this an uprising in true class consciousness? And two... Are these realizations, this upbringing, this ideological realization, strong enough to affect change? Um, so basically, something that I talked about briefly is that my, what some right-wingers would call radicalization into leftist ideology is only but recent. I grew up in a very, very, very right-wing, Christian, conservative family, and it was only within the last four to five years that I really started to look at things for how they were and really started to educate myself on leftist beliefs and radicalizing myself. My knowledge of Class struggle, oppression, racism, sexism, transphobia, all these things really only came to within the last, like I said, five years, solely because of my girlfriend, who herself is an immigrant. Um, she came to this country from Brazil. Um, she's a citizen, and she, you know, when I began dating her, really showed me, like, this is the way that America really treats its immigrants. This is the way that America really treats people that it doesn't see as, see as, I guess you would call it, um, righteous. 
Um, so basically anyone who isn't a white man, uh, how they're actually treated. And that really opened my eyes to what's really going on around us. And I'm very thankful for that because otherwise I would have been probably voting for Trump in 2020 without her because that's just the environment I grew up in. And that's the environment I even currently live in. Um, but luckily I now have the knowledge to oppose that in any way possible. Um, but... The first thing that I really want to dive into um, is what class consciousness, consciousness really is, because a lot of people hear that term and think Karl Marx, and especially in America, Karl Marx is associated with crazy, with, you know, anger, with hatred, with bad things, um, and the correlation is very well made. You know, propaganda in America is one of the most precise and professional, I guess you could say, things that the government does. Because in order to have a strong authoritarian government, you need to do everything in your power to crush any opposing ideas and form true loyalty from your people so um basically to me uh i would classify class consciousness as the knowledge that you yourself as a working class individual are not a person in capitalistic uh, eyes you are a number and you are an exploitable resource um you know, millionaires, billionaires, they're all simply viewing you as someone and something that they can use as a means to an end. And your knowledge of that is one of the most powerful weapons that you can have. Um, because like I said, in America, it's very well taught that uh, America is the one free and sovereign nation uh, we're the land of the free, you know, definitely, no one else, uh, and any opposing ideas are criminal, vile, and, you know, warrant death. I mean, literally every war in the last 20 years is marketed to the American public as being a war against the oppression of freedom, a war for American values of freedom, and this idea that anything that isn't a capitalistic, democratic, American style country is sinful and wrong and especially Russia I mean we have like an entire section of the CIA that must be dedicated to just producing anti-Russia propaganda I mean you see it in movies you see it in TV shows TV shows you see it in music you see it in um political campaigns I mean this entire thing with Trump and Russiagate, I mean, that was literally not viewed as what it should have been viewed as, which was an attack on the Democratic voting system, but it was viewed as this evil, you know, devilish country, Russia, coming into America and invading our space. Not that, you know, the election was essentially rigged, um... So these three things uh, perpetuate and guide us to this idea that, you know, 
leftist ideals like Marxism, Leninism, socialism, communism, these, you know, sinful Russian um, ideals are just criminal and radical and dangerous and violent and the propaganda machine in this country does a very good job of making it so the first thing you ever think of when you hear the word communism is death. Um, in my blog, I was pretty proud of this. Um, no one really said anything because like I said, no one really read this blog, but uh, I, I'm i going to quote myself here. I said, being that I went to public school my whole life in America, it was pounded into my head that Russia is like this devilish character in a 1970s sitcom that like kills babies and hates God. Um, which honestly is very true. I mean, a, a lot of the Russian history that we learn about in history class in the United States is, you know, the death count of Stalin's reign, how Lenin killed so many Russian people, um, these gulags and how they treated their soldiers and their poverty and you know how cold their winter is and dangerous it is to live there but in real like in reality we learn almost no true meaningful facts about russian history we only learn the negative uh propagandic i don't know if that's a word um thoughts and messages that our government has tried to put into our brains since like the early 1900s um but i mean like what's really true is that a lot of what happened in russia that brought the rise of leninism uh marxism communism and all these things was uh a lot less bad than we're really taught i mean like a lot of what people would attribute to stalin's death count is simply from famine uh from the extreme cold uh, they were in the middle of a fucking war, like, that adds to his death count. So I think a lot of times you need to really dive deep when it comes to things like that. Um, but to get back to the point of what is class consciousness, I think that we see in many different countries' histories when revolution comes it comes at a time of a rocky government um some things like maybe taxes are so incredibly high um maybe social uh social causes are being brought to the front um an example maybe women's suffrage or uh poor impoverished countries uh especially uh, seeking rise to a workers' union, um, things like that. Uh, but a lot of times when we look back into history, we can pinpoint these things that led to the large-scale revolutions um, looking back. But in in the current time that we are experiencing, and I'm sure this was the same during the times of many large-scale revolutions, you can't trace the revolution to a single event during the time that they're happening 
because how how would you do that you know um so i think a lot of times what we confuse with uh i kind of lost my train of thought i think a lot of times what we confuse with class consciousness and we view as negative is honestly what needs to happen uh for example you know a lot of times when it comes to revolution there is death there is pain there is poverty there is hunger there is you know a lot of these things that are going to happen but what you need to recognize is that these things are already happening across the world and even in america where it's said to be the most perfect and you know pristine and amazing place to live poverty uh sickness death you know hunger all these things are happening within our country and i know a lot of times when you hear things like that you think about these you know poor immigrants that are coming to this country and you know they just can't do anything because they're these terrible people so they suffer and they struggle and they deal with all these things but you know what honestly my grandparents can't afford to go out to eat because their social security is so low they can't afford anything more than simply their medications and to keep the heat on um and they're not immigrants and nor should it matter if they are immigrants you know all all people in this country need to be valued as human beings and be treated as a human being should be treated no human being especially in a country that amounts so much wealth and so much prestige should not have to struggle and worry about where their next paycheck's going to come from are they going to be able to afford you know, the medication that they need. Are they going to be able to afford to feed their children? Are they going to be able to afford rent this month? None of these things should happen. We have the money and the wealth in circulation. None of these things should need to be worried about. Um, so I think when it comes to terms of class consciousness and what is true class consciousness, I think the three main points that need to be met are we need to recognize that, like I said before, everyone in a capitalistic state is not a person. They are a number and they are an exploitable good. Uh, second is that every single one of us, whether black, brown, white, Asian, Hispanic, male, female, transgender, non-binary, gay, straight, uh, bisexual, pansexual, we are all fucking human beings and we are living in the 21st century where technology, wealth, land, all these things exist that we have the availability and accessibility to to create a society that not a single one of us needs to struggle and I think the third thing that we need to recognize if we want true class consciousness is that there is literally nothing stopping us. There is a government, yeah, I know a lot of people like to say there's a government with drones and they can literally take you out. But we as a working class country amass, even if you want to lowball it, at least 250 million people. We are 250 million people strong, and that's assuming that 100 million people are not working class in the government or against any form of social revolution. Um, and honestly, guys, I don't really know how else to put this, but we can literally take over the government. We can 
we can go in and demand that this country treats its people fairly. We create a new society. We create a new government where no one needs to record some stupid podcast in order to create any true knowledge of the the things that are happening and the things that need to be happening instead. Um, but along with this comes problems. Um, one of which being the divisiveness in today's country. Um, I mean, you, you can't post on Facebook about anything without getting into such an argument with, you know, maybe your uncle you haven't spoken to for seven years, or maybe some guy you went to high school with, you know, three years ago, or your mom. I mean, like, realistically, social media, if, if it has caused any negative things, it would be this idea that everyone's opinion is equally valid solely because it's an opinion, because they have the right to an opinion, they're opinion is valid but the the fact of the matter is a non-researched biased unproven non-factual opinion does not amount to dick it doesn't matter you can have your fucking opinion but you're still wrong um and social media has created this idea that simply because you have an opinion you are entitled to being right not entitled to having that opinion, but you're entitled to being right. And no matter where you go on social media, you will find a group or an article or a person that is preaching the exact ideals that you currently hold, which is just simply reinforcing your beliefs, but a lot of the time has no factual basis, has no true foundation in any facts. Um, And this is causing a huge divide in the world, let alone our country. Um... And true class consciousness is one where everyone recognizes that they have more in common and have more together with, say, even a Marxist millennial has more in common with a 55-year-old Idahoan uh, potato farmer uh, who voted for Trump and Reagan and George Bush. I mean, like, we have more in common as a working class person than we do as a uh, political. Um, that we we have more in common being working class individuals than we do based on what uh, political sphere we find ourselves in. Um, so, true class consciousness can't come until that realization is made. Um, But it's very difficult because, like I said before, and as has been said by many people many times in many better ways, the propaganda machine in America is amazing. It is a fucking animal. It is so good at recognizing this divide and feeding into it because a divided people is not a strong people, and it is even more exploitable. These motherfuckers aren't stupid, guys. Like, you have to recognize that this is all intentional. None of this shit is happening by accident. Um, but the, the problems that we're seeing in today's society 
are being caused by this divide. But what could also be caused by this divide is um, one, one true amassing of the people. For example, if you can find someone or some group that can make it so these people all come together, this divide between these people is now not a separation but a weapon of togetherness because we can say, you know, we as a people are so different but we are so alike and together we are strong. And that honestly is one of the most powerful things that needs to fucking happen. Um, and a lot of these things are created by need. You know, we are seeing farmers who voted for Trump, who supported his tax bills going bankrupt. We are seeing, you know, middle-aged men and women who supported Trump, you know, falling out of favor with him because they can't afford their medication or they can't afford their um, deductibles. They can't afford their uh, mortgages. Um, We're seeing, you know, older folks who maybe voted for Trump because of how he said he was going to fix social security and all these things, um, seeing their social security dwindle, seeing people on live television talk about their social security as if it's like, you know, this, this meaningless thing, but in actuality, it's their entire livelihood. It's their entire lifestyle. It's their entire life. Um, and all of these things are admittedly slower than necessary. Uh, creating this knowledge of the fact that things are not as they should be and like I said you can look at history in hindsight in 2020 but you can never look at it in the time that it's happening the same way you can look back and see all of the inventions all of the historical changes all the revolutions and you can pinpoint you know holy shit obviously this happened you know obviously Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone and obviously you know, the Soviet Union was created because of, you know, how these things were happening. And obviously the American Revolution happened because of, you know, how Britain was treating the American citizens or whatever you want to call them. But like, they these problems that we can look at in history have been happening for the last 10, 15, 20 years. And we've literally done dick shit about it. Um Change is created by necessity, by need, and we have the need today for a change. The The change that's been needed has been in our face for so long, and the problem is that it's been attempted to be changed in so many different ways that we can't even recognize that as an attempt for social, uh, political, economic, and, you know, powerful change to happen, because we're not looking at it in the scope of positive change. We're looking at it in the scope of who's saying it, what's being said, what we think it means, what the media is telling us it means, and how it affects us versus those around us. We are not looking at it as positive change for everyone. We're looking at it at me, 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 me. But that's, you know, sadly, that's human nature. Our our nature is to look at things... Uh, as a threat um, and how it's going to affect us personally in order to keep us safe. Um, But I I will say 
that this uprising in, you know, like I said, Zoomer ideal, ideological uh, uprising, the, the advantage to that is now there is slowly becoming a majority that recognizes that any positive change, one, needs to happen now, and two, doesn't matter who the fuck is saying it, we just need to get the shit done. Um, it is incredibly important to note that as a society, our intelligence and understanding of things like human nature, the mind, and many other things have ex- have advanced exponentially in the past 50 or so years. So it's possible that maybe, uh, you know, a change that comes from maybe a Bernie Sanders presidency or AOC being in Congress, maybe this this time it's going to it's going to work because we as a human as a society of humans can recognize the the brain's necessity to try to view these things as bad in order to keep ourselves safe and recognize that they're not actually bad and regardless of these things regardless of whether you know the majority is going to see it as right regardless of whether it's going to quote unquote work we need to fucking try like we need to keep trying we need to create change and also along with these things it it shouldn't be recognized that we are in a chaos we are in the midst of a chaos that throughout history has is similar to what has caused many other revolutions um so as someone who is normally pessimistic i would like to take this uh moment to try to be optimistic and say that this might be the beginning times to an overthrowing of the ruling class and a huge upheaval of the way things are. Um, but to get back down on the downer side, as I uh, usually do, it it should be it should be said, and we really should focus on the bad side because in order to change things for the good, we need to recognize what is wrong, in order to change that to make it not wrong. Um, it should be said that uh, amidst all these hopes and these circumstances that normally could lead to a revolution or big changes, um, I don't even know how to put it. Um, it's basically necessary to understand that this zoomer ideological liberal mentality that is currently being formed uh really isn't enough i mean it's a nice start but we need to as leftists maybe marxist leninists whatever socialist communists people we need to find these young liberals and left-leaning kids who you know Love them some Andrew Yang because they think a thousand dollar check every month is going to change anything other than the amount of money your landlord charges you every month. Um, and show them, you know, really educate them in the way things truly are, in the way things truly need to be to be to create any real change. Um, I mean, there's an entire generation of people that believe that simply by using reusable straws, we're going to impact the environment at all. Um, On top of that, you know, this social justice warrior, Facebook posting, Twitter threading, Instagram, you know, Snapchat posting, 
uh, generation that thinks posting, you know, fuck white supremacy on Twitter every once in a while, which I will admit I do very often, um, they think that this is affecting any real change in educating anyone. But the fact of the matter is the oil companies and big pharma are still in control. They haven't been openly attacked and opposed by maybe 10 people publicly in the last 20 years. And, you know, as good as it is to go on Facebook and see all these children and young people understanding that, uh, you know, big pharma, big oil companies and all these, you know, fortune... Fortune 50 companies are literally existent because of exploitation of the working class. It's all good and nice, but until we really do something as a people, as a large amassed group, no true change can happen. And three, there really truly isn't enough being done. Um, I mean, like I said, this Facebook posting is cool and all, and this fundraising and you know, these attempts at passing bills and all these things. We're working in a system or trying to work in a system and change these things in a system that is built on oppressing these changes and built on uh, squashing these revolutions. I mean, we need to recognize that we cannot build a society that we need in order to even keep the earth alive for another hundred years in a democratic capitalist this capitalist society we need to get rid of capitalism we need to get rid of the american values and you know the first world country values of overconsumption overpopulation over pollution all these things we need to get rid of them we need to destroy the system that exists currently and build a new one or else nothing is going to change it's time to overthrow the companies it's time to change completely upheave the government it's time to take everything over and I mean we we are seeing as I said luckily a huge culture and generation of people who grew up seeing a society that allowed Trump to become president Uh, we see millennials and zoomers who bore witness to the country that is allowing police brutality and economic, you know, uh, exploitation of people who can't even already afford to eat a next meal, um, environmental crisis like no one's ever seen in history before. We have an entire generation that grew up in that world who knows nothing other than that world. And that's good because then they see, they, they didn't get to experience the good that built up this, uh, what would I call it, uh, I guess, wall to uh, the understanding like my parents have. For example, you know, my parents think that because of their life for the most part was pretty good, that things aren't as bad as they actually are. But this generation grew up in the shit, grew up in the mud, grew up in the trenches, and they know that shit is about to hit the fan. Um And the way social media is and the way that news is and this 24-7 loop of just absolute garbage and shit that is going on in the world is depressing and anxiety-causing as it is. It is good because it is necessary to launch this huge offensive 
and to use it as a tool in order to form a true revolution because it's it's literally what needs to happen to cause education because these things cause people to question why they're happening and why they're happening leads to why they're happening. The question leads to the answer. So what we need to do is really use, I, I don't want to make it sound like these things are good that are happening, but these things are good in that they're causing education. You know, these these people who are growing up in this fetishize Obama and his administration and think George Bush is this laughable, you know, goofball cowboy and like, but yet oppose Trump and hate Trump. And I think as frustrating as that is being in the mentality that I'm in, that is just the cusp and the precursor to true understanding of how things are. Um, so they, I, I'd like to say in favor of the Zoomers, they're not completely blind and idiotic. They're just misdirected. And again, this is inc completely intentional in our society. Um, so I guess to close out the pod, um, uh, I mean, what can we really do? Are we as an American society, as a national society as a worldwide society ready for a revolution um is there enough widespread true class consciousness to lead to that revolution and is this class consciousness enough to create a revolution that is going to create any true change or is it just going to be another 2008 to 2016 where we were in this you know upside down where we thought because there was a black guy in office that everything around us was suddenly okay and the answer truly is i don't know um but what i do know is this keep looking at everything with an eye of mistrust do your research do your you know deep diving into some leninist facebook groups um learn and educate yourself and truly never give up um because like like I said in the blog, although it is an uphill battle, it is one we can win. We have the numbers, we have the strength, and we have the ability. So all we need to know and all we need to learn is to how, how to work together and how to not give up. Um, this has been your boy. Uh, thanks for coming on down. Uh, hope to see you again soon, either here or on my blog, which again is at... Uh, uh, uncommoncommonality.blogspot.com Alrighty, see y'alls later. What is up, folks? Welcome back to yet another episode of absolutely nobody's favorite podcast. I am, of course, your boy, your host, Annoying Question Boy. Uh, to those of you who haven't listened to me before... This is the Annoying Question Boy podcast, where I, the Annoying Question Boy, a 20-something-year-old uh, white kid who is quite often leafed up, uh, picks some topics in the news and some other things and talks about them as if he has any business speaking on them. So uh, if that's the type of show that you would like to listen to, well, you can continue listening. If not, um, fuck you. I take personal offense to that. And uh, I hope you never come back. But anyways, uh, so this week and really this uh, this month has just kind of been a absolute shit show. As if anything other than 
that has been true for the last, you know, year. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I got some, we got some, we got some good stuff to talk about today. We're going to be talking about um, some stuff in the news, and then towards the end, we're going to shift into a, a bit more uh, quote-unquote in-depth topic, so uh, go ahead and stay tuned for that. Uh, but uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and roll the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> 